Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the breakthrough success coach and your powerful presence mentor. Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the exponential success coach. And with me today, I have someone who just, he drips success. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm really excited. I won't say much in the intro other than um, he's founded several companies and he has helped multiple companies get from zero to millions, which actually is the name of uh, his book. So we'll talk all about all of that. With me today is Gary Garth from right now. He's in uh, Medellin, Colombia. Gary, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me today, Dr. P. It's a, it's a privilege. I'm very excited to have this conversation, calling you, seeing all your success with your books and your media coverage and your TEDx talk. I'm sure we're going to have an interesting conversation, and I, I hope I can add a, 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 a couple of words of wisdom to your many golden nuggets uh, that can benefit the listeners. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, uh, I know you will. In my hand... For those that are listening and not and not watching, uh, in my hand I have Gary's book, and it's called "From Zero to a Hundred Million. Um, it's uh, it's a sales blueprint, and we are going to talk about that. Gary, you've got so many. You you said I had gold nuggets. You've got so many gold nuggets in that book, um, and I'm going to be honest. Thank it you. is not an easy read. Like it is. It is, it is thick. It is weighty. Um, it is, uh, and and yet every uh, every chapter has something that is like really is. Um, if it's not your background story, it is your your blueprint, and um, yes, and so we'll dive in there. Um, we'll dive in there in a second. First, I always like to start with uh, how you got here. <laughs> you know, I think that. <laughs> Because we're all on, we're all in our own journey at whatever mm. place we are, and yeah. and it's not too late to start a different path. It just isn't. You can start a new path at any point, and Amen. right. So, talk a little bit about what your start was and where you decided, like, oh dang, you know, all of a sudden, like, I don't have to just do this. I can, and your world opens up. If you can talk a little bit about that, Correct. I, I think there are going to be many gold nuggets in there too. Yes, absolutely. And and to your point, uh, I've, I've pivoted into a new path several times throughout my course. Um, uh, all started, if we, we wind back the clock, uh, I started out as an entrepreneur already when I was 19 years old. I'm originally from Denmark, Denmark, Europe, Nordic country, the Vikings, if people can relate to that. And so I've answered these questions a lot of times, like how the heck did you end up in Latin America or Nicaragua and Miami where I've been residing over the, the, the past years? But it all started in Denmark. I started the business when I was about 19 years old. I had like... A, a zero experience, but basically opened up 
uh, at, we are the first to sell DVD players and, and DVD mu movies that were encoded in the United States. I had basically visited my brother who back then lived in, in Texas. And this is for anybody of young listeners, this is before you used to stream, you know, this is <laughs> DVDs, these small little round discs you put in. Uh, back then there was a, a regional coding system. So movies, for example, in US would come out like six, six to nine months before they would hit the cinemas in Europe and Denmark. So I had this great idea walking into Blockbuster that then and saw all these movies uh, at four or five dollars promoted, uh, discounted that were not even uh, showing in the movies in Denmark yet. So I filled up basically three suitcases, uh, spent all my savings and started a little store that then became two, that we became the first online store. We did everything wrong probably over many times, but I learned a lot and I was fortunate to, to sell that part of the business and got some early uh, early life experiences from an entrepreneurial standpoint uh, about what I like to do, what I was good at, what I was definitely not good at as well. Uh, and by a sheer coincidence, I, I got into sales from there. You can say, as an entrepreneur, you're always in sales, right? I preach that a lot in my book. So that's one of the very first chapters, right? As a founder, as a business owner, uh, you need to be the chief sales evangelist, basically, if your company and your products and your vision and your value, everything. Uh, but so I learned that early on and then start getting into sales and uh, and learned a lot by uh, starting in, you know, it's, I call it like the school of hard knocks. This was like, a imagine a, a boiler room, right? Uh, an old school phone sitting up to, to and, and you're basically not hanging up the phone. You're typing on the next one. You only have call sheets. There was no, there was no LinkedIn where you can investigate prospects and get firmographics or demographics. And it was basically just calling up on a list. So when you learn sales that way, you learn, you know, the principles of persuasion, you learn all the emotional triggers, you learn what makes people buy. Uh, so I learned a lot from those experiences and that dwelled into me all of a sudden opening up some some of the largest call, outbound call centers in, in Denmark, uh, had hundreds of reps, uh, learned how to, uh, you know, identify what makes a top performing sales rep, how to develop them, how to motivate them. Uh, how to create structured systems and processes, everything in order to create a, a lean, mean sales machine, so to speak. Uh, and from then I dwelled into radio advertising by a sheer coincidence. I was recruited to be managing sales director for the largest uh, radio network in Europe, Radio Energy, but yet for the Danish division. And then I started learning about media sales, broadcast advertising, et cetera. I did that for five, five years, triple revenue over that period of time. Uh, but this is back in 2010, just to fast forward a little bit. And um, if everybody recalled, then, you know, digital advertising was really winning the terrain. And every time I went to a media agency or an advertiser to talk about renewal of the advertising uh, agreement, annual contract, whatever, they would say, yeah, now we're going to allocate some of those funds, Gary, to to Google ads or, or some sort of display advertising. So I was like, okay, maybe time for me to, to shift direction. And at the same time, uh, uh, the Danish government had a program that basically, uh, pro Denmark provides a lot of foreign aid to third world countries. Uh, everywhere in Europe, to Asia, to to Central Latin America. Um, and back then, then, there was a consultant that basically solicited myself and his my former partner and said, like, you know, Gary, you're very good at sales and marketing. Congratulations on all your success. Why, ha why don't you try to take on some larger projects? Why don't you move to Nicaragua and target 
United States of America. And my, my response was like, what the heck am I going to do in Africa? I didn't even know where Nicaragua was. But long story short, there was a program where Denmark would fund companies that was quote unquote successful. In other words, you had X amount of employees, revenue, and had a certain, uh, were in certain industries that could innovate uh, the workforce, create a social impact in these third world countries. You could get upwards of a million dollars in investment subsidy to to make an impact. So we applied for it. I wanted to have a change in my life. I was about 30 years old at that time. So I flew across the Atlantic, sold all my stuff, basically pivoted one more time in my life uh, and then started a, a, a digital marketing agency where uh, we ran it for about 10 years. We, uh, we were uh, nominated as fastest growing company uh, four years in a row uh, on the Inc. 5000 list. Uh, we, uh, Managed over 300 million, had 6,000 direct advertisers. We had a, a channel sales reseller program. I onboarded more than 200 resellers that would sell our products. In other words, other marketing agencies. So accumulated all those experience. I really learned a lot about, you know, what moves the needle. If you're running a company, if you're trying to generate revenue, what is it required from a lead generation standpoint? You know, what kind of sales process systems do you need to have in place? And how do you make sure that basically you can as I put in my book, scale a company from zero to 100 million. So um, in 2020, right before COVID, I decided to sh sell my shares in the company. I was gone tired of it. Uh, there were several different strategic decisions to that. I had stepped down as a CEO a couple of years before that, developed this new partner program that was now the, the predominant revenue stream and decided, you know, now it's time for me to make a change. I was basically tired of, I felt I was living without purpose. To point it out that way, um, I was, uh, you know, I was, I was making an impact. I was, I created all these great jobs for people. Uh, a lot of people, uh, former employees, now run their own companies. Some work in Silicon Valley and Google, Microsoft. I, a lot of people, um, I, I touched their lives that way directly. But at the same time, uh, my sixteen percent of our advertising portfolio was personal injury attorney lawyers, right? Um, and I'm basically just moving advertising dollars to these big, big technology platforms that are paying zero income tax. So I was like, how the hell, how the heck am I helping the world become a better place? Like really in this case. And, and I just turned 40 years old. So I decided to share my, my share, my shares. I took a year sabbatical. I traveled all around the world and did everything, every type of plant medicine that exists, <laughs> tried to invoke my my spiritual path and see what do I want to do when I grow up, so to speak. Uh, and that led me here to Medellin, Colombia, where I started out as an angel investor, invested in some companies, my own projects. Uh, and uh, my 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 most, uh, that's why I read my book, uh, wrote my book, The Serial 100 Million Sales Blueprint. That's also why I published this planner, The Goals, Grit and Greatness Planner. Uh, which is also built for designed for entrepreneurs and, and high achievers on how to to reshape their life and how to become a top performer, how to find ignite your why. Uh, and then I tied that up with my growth accelerator program. So basically, we work with uh, you know companies from A to C, a lot in the addiction treatment center industry and mental health care because that's a topic I'm very passionate about. I was about to invest in two rehabs back in 2020 when I was going to use some of the exit money I got uh, to dwell into that industry. I had some some uh, personal uh, relations close to me that had suffered greatly from addiction. So I wanted, like, I was I was blown away by the statistics that you know there's uh, uh, 23 million Americans that, that suffer from 
from uh, from addictions, only 11% of those 23 million actually receive treatment. At the same time, you have all these centers and providers that are not operating at maximum capacity. So it's like, what's where's the gap? So I think I can maybe help close that gap with my experience. So that led me to develop this program, a growth accelerator. So we help companies both with lead generation, both with creating systems and pl- putting system in place so leads doesn't fall through the cracks, and then also rolling out sales enablement programs to make sure that they close those leads. That was basically, I mean, apologies for the long rant, but that's how I came to this point where I said, like, I've I've, I've looked under the hood of more than 10,000 companies that I've, I've helped manage advertising campaigns and work with, with hundreds of resellers. And I started to see patterns like there's a reason why the common statistic that 80% of startups cease to exist within 18 months, right? Um, and and only t- less than 10% of, of those uh, 20% that survive ever make it ab- above the million dollar annual recurring revenues threshold. Why is that? Typically, from my experience, is because they may be great at the profession. They may have a, a, a groundbreaking concept. They may be very innovative, but they have a poor go-to-market strategy. They might have the right marketing agency to generate a lot of leads, but what happens if all those leads fall through the cracks because they don't have the right CRM in place, sales enablement technology, everything, they're not tracking everything. They don't have all the right KPIs in place. And at the same time, I saw you can do those two things, but if you have a poor sales process, if you have sales that are not passionate about the product and uh, uh, purposefully positioning it in an effective way and winning up customers for the long and short term, uh, then you're also doomed to to fail, right? So that's why I said I need to roll out something where we basically help companies take control of revenue optimization. And that's why I'm here today. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, all right. So I've been taking notes along the way. And um, what you said in the last three minutes, um, there are nuggets in there and there are places where I know uh, each business has a gap, you know, from everything from, you didn't mention OKRs, but KPIs, everything from like your go-to yes. market strategy is just, it's, that's something that I definitely want to dive into. That said, I want to roll back the clock a second, um, <laughs> okay. to when you were 19 and you were selling the, the DVD DVDs. machines, right? Yes. So, what you said was, and we did everything wrong. Here's the thing that that just sticks with me over and over and over again is that um, is that most successful people will say, um, you've got to be able to fail or get out there and fail. And mm-hmm. and what you said, you said it differently, which was really important because I think too often the message is go, go out and fail, which is the wrong message. The message is go out and do, and you will learn along the way what works and what doesn't. And, and when you said we did everything wrong, you kept going. Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah, yeah. oh, we failed. Oh, we, oh yeah. It was, Amen. right? So totally. can you just talk about your mindset at that place where you go, well, dang, that didn't work. Like that had to have been a really hard time for you. It was yeah. 24 years ago, um, but still uh, probably very current for you in in yeah. 
the things you do now. So can you just talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Failure, but, learning from failure, how it's not failure. <laughs> like yeah. it just bugs me when I've got mentors and I've and I hear influencers out there going, you got to get out and fail. It's like you got to get out and do. It's it's a different correct. statement. Correct, correct. Yeah, no, you you're absolutely right on the money there. And uh like to everybody who's tuning in from and watching uh watching the video the recording here you can see it in the back end back of me i got dennis rodman flying right and it says give everything right i'm a big basketball advocate i used to play a lot of basketball a lot of sports throughout my whole youth uh so i i i on that well, you're a big like guy to, right you're six five i'm six five yes uh that i mean i was not big enough for the nba per se but uh, <laughs> i was i was kind of big in denmark uh but i it's the same like i, I love to quote Michael Jordan and he as he says like I like I think he goes I've been trusted 26 times to take the game winning shot and I missed and I failed over and over and over again and that's why I succeed right um you just got to take massive action go out and execute um to to some expect to some try to mitigate the failure obviously that that's huge and there's a lot of things you can do to re reduce the 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 probability of, of failing um, but you can also get stuck in analysis paralysis uh, and and never take action, right? So there's several different factors, and you know it's not just always black and white. On my end, what I was referring to is like, for instance, in my book, like a, it's it's 420 pages. It's it's very comprehensive. Uh, it's endorsed by the head of sales of Google, Microsoft, uh, Amazon, even um, which I had the, the the privilege of working with because. I saw that there's so many books that are very subject matter specific, great books that I've learned so much from that, are, you know, as my heroes. But at the same time, if you're starting a business, if you're building a sales team, you're trying to generate revenue, there's so many factors you need to consider. The very first thing is, like I say in the book, it's in chapter, is like failing to prepare is preparing to fail. So when I was 19 years old, I knew nothing about business. So I did not do strategic marketing. I did not know uh, a, a proper... Uh, mystery shopping process, compare to the research, investigate the market. If I had done that, I would have figured out there was a little thing that was called regional coding, and that was enforced by having a little chip in these uh, DVDs that restricted you. So I basically came home to Denmark with three suitcases, spent all my money, every single dime I had on DVDs, and they were not, could not be used. Fortunately, I was under the mindset that this is not going to knock me out. This is a, just a, I'm losing maybe a little step in 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 the. Uh, I lost a little battle here, but I'm going to win the war. So I found a technician that could uh, basically open up these DVDs and then uh, and then uh, code them to put a little a chip in it so that it would break the regional coding. It was not at that point <laughs> breaking the law, but the 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 big. Uh, the big <laughs> movie houses, et cetera, did come after us uh, eventually when they saw that all of a sudden we were stealing a lot of their business. So my point is that, you know, you, I see this again and again, like companies, they, 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 you know, they haven't necessarily, they, they thought about their product. Uh, they, they innovated it. There's a new angle to everything, but they haven't spent time in understanding, okay, what's the total addressable market? What does my customers look like? How am I going to get in front of them? How much does it cost in order to acquire the attention? And once I acquire the attention, how am I going to push them down the sales and marketing funnel for essentially them becoming a customer uh, and then them sticking around as a customer? There's a lot of thought process that has to go into that. Uh, and 
with my early ventures, that's where I learned a lot about, okay, um, conducting proper research. And as I mentioned, I have a whole chat devoted to that on, on how uh, it's about 25 pages in terms of like, before you launch your business, how do you really define your ideal customer profile and avatar, et cetera? So a lot of people talk about, you know, know what your customer avatar is. And most people, and I did this early on too, is like, well, I'd like someone who's uh, between 30 and 70 and, you know, I could serve everybody. And it's like, that's not an avatar. Yeah, like, yeah. Really get really, really, really specific. Here's what I love about uh, everything you're talking about, Gary, is that is that we need to give ourselves a little grace for not knowing everything. That's the first thing that, you know, it's like you didn't know what you didn't know. Any All I know is that I know nothing. Right. That you start <laughs> with that assumption that I don't know everything and I am going to learn along the way that, the you know, I think that the business owners are like, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to make a million and it's going to go big. And, and it's like, well, you didn't do any market research. It's like, well, I know what people want because I know what I want. And it's, mm -hmm. it's like, you may or may not be your best customer uh, and you may or may not be your best avatar. Um, I love that in the book, you do walk through, here's what this is. Here's what it means. Here's what this is. Here's what it means. And so no matter where you are, this is just, this is like applause for you because no matter where you are, this for our audience, as you listen to this, no matter where you are in your own business life, whether you're working for somebody or you're, you're starting out as an entrepreneur, or you've been running your business for a while, you will learn something out of what Gary walks you through because um, there are pieces that it's like, oh, I hadn't even thought about that. I, that wasn't even on my radar. It wasn't like, oh, uh, you will have the aha moment just by some of the questions uh, that are raised. Like, have you thought about this? Um, the words you use, total addressable market. Uh, you don't hear that very often. Right. It's like, well, I want to serve everybody. Well, who who's everybody like? Yeah. Eight billion people on the planet. Really? <laughs> You're going to serve everybody. Yeah. Um, so what is, you know, total addressable market is like narrow it. Be yeah, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like in, in, in one of my businesses, <laughs> Elevate.io, for instance, we focus a lot on on addiction treatments at industry. Mm -hmm. And, but, you know, that, that's a very broad category. You know, you can go to therapy as inpatient or this outpatient the mental health has a strong correlation with that. So there's things that's called dual diagnostic. If you're both suffering from an actual addiction, they also have mental health issues. And then there's the big companies that are owned by the venture capitalist firms. And there's a small little rehab, personal rehab, where it's a former addict that's very passionate about helping people out of recovery. Mm -hmm. For us, for me, when I say to my sales team, it's like, okay, who's our ICP? Who's our ideal customer profile? Uh, let's narrow that down to the T. Like, like really make it precise and sc scope out a, a document where it's like, it's firmographics. It's then the demographics, you know, who's the people within that organization you want to sp speak with. And that's what's the psychographics, like what moves them. So for instance, I say, okay, we need to narrow it down further. So ideal customer profile in that fits in our, in our total addressable market. That's not just all of these 15,000 rehabs that exist. It's maybe the two, 3,000 where 
they have a strong offering. They're not at a hundred percent occupancy rate. Maybe the cost to acquiring a customer, the cost per admission, is too high for it to sustainably scale, so that they can hit occupancy. So there's a pain point, but they can deliver value, and we can help close that gap. And we can be the hero for that company, that that I that that avatar who basically wants to go to the board of directors and show like, listen, two months in a row, we've been out 100% occupancy rate and we drove down the cost per acquisition by 20%. That's a success story that we want to pursue. That's the ideal customer profile. But if you if I went ahead and said, I'm just going to target the 15,000 in North America, or let's say the 30,000 worldwide, then I wouldn't be able to speak directly to their pain points about what they're trying, because they would be like, no, Gary, we're doing fine. We're opening a new center. We are at 100. We have a three-month wait list. Then... Uh, then I, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm not personalizing the message and have an offer that fits directly to their needs. So it's, it's about taking the steps a little bit more granular because when you want to then take it to your marketing agency or you want to start running ads uh, or you want to start doing outreach campaigns, I think we're all pretty tired of getting our emails uh, inbox cluttered with generic. Uh, standard offerings that is basically high DSR with generic, could you be interested and so forth, uh, or seeing ads that are not necessarily relevant and can help our cause. At the same time, I'm always looking for areas of improvement and areas to improve my opportunities for my business. So if somebody has a compelling offer that you know solves a challenge of mine, I'm, li- I'm willing to listen. So again, that's why the strategic marketing and the market research, it's like, it's so important. It's not like people come to me like Gary and say, Gary, how am I going to close more deals? Uh, what should a closing rate be? How many appointments should my sales development reps be booking? What advertising channels should I be focusing down on? I say, first and foremost, let's take a step back. It's a little bit like, you know, you, you want to sh- chop down the tree. You spend the first five hours sharpening your axe, right? You want to make sure that you 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 put everything in the right direction and you're sending the right message to the right people at the right time. So once you've done all that, obviously there's a lot of other things you need to do, but market research and strategic marketing is so important in order to have success in, in that. Absolutely. Yes. You are listening to one sharp sword cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. Wayne Purnell. You know you are bigger than the life you are leading. It really is time to attend to that thing you've wanted to do or have, but you've been putting off. It's time to step into that dream you've parked for someday. It's time to claim true well-being, both personally and professionally, without giving up the success that got you here. It's time to check out Dr. Purnell's signature small group retreat, the Exponential Success Summit. Explore ExponentialSuccessSummit.com. Seats are extremely limited as this is a very special small group event. www.ExponentialSuccessSummit.com. You know what's interesting? A lot of things. Uh, My... (laughs) Just as you're talking, what's interesting to me personally, my doctorate's in clinical psychology. And uh, I don't know if you knew that. And so I took a a turn into business about four sure. years ago um, because what I saw along the way was um, people getting stuck with 
Oh, let's begin with the, 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 you know, your, <laughs> let's begin with your family. It's like, let's look at your strengths. Let's move you. Let's leverage you forward from your strengths. And so I, yes. I jumped into business and I was invited to do that by somebody I was working with who asked me to help. Uh, he was the president of a, of a major company, Could I help him and his vice president to gain some clarity for their organization and do communication processes the same way I'd done it for him and his wife. Well, mm -hmm. along the way in getting my doctorate and in landing in uh, jobs post doctorate as well, I ran chemical dependency treatment programs. I ran I see. both social okay. model and hospital based mm, and uh, okay. the hospital based were the dual diagnosed. So, uh, yeah. so everything you're talking about, it's like, I know um, because the social model programs are great. Um, yeah. But how are they funded? You know, it's like yeah. you have employee assistance programs that are with big companies uh, that are paying for their employees to go or or you have just mom and dad being at their wits end about, you know, their child that. Yes. That's yes. in their teens or early 20s and seems to be in this recurring pattern. And what do they do? It's a very interesting thing. And so to, to market correctly, it's a, um, you know, we don't have to get stuck in talking about chemical dependency treatment, but to, or, or rehab, it, it's a great analogy um, and metaphor for many other businesses. It's like, yes. here's, this, here's this niche market. And the, the people with the pain aren't always the people, aren't always the customers, right? Yeah. It's like the addicts, they're not necessarily in pain. They know their their life is, you know, problematic, but that's the families that are suffering, yes. It's a right, it's a it's it's a pattern, it's something people get used to. We as humans um get used to what we tolerate. And mm -hmm. and and so, you know, part of the work that I think you and I do, we do it very differently. And yet uh, the result is to kind of shake people up from their status quo. That's you know, true. it's like, it's like where you are is fine and is fine. Okay. With you because what, where you could be is so much bigger. And, mm -hmm. and so to let go of the comfortable pain and to get into, wow, that growth that's possible. And that, uh, that becomes actually easier. Once you have in, in your world, especially once you have systems in place. Yeah. And people want to know what to do. Well, if I only make, you know, X number of calls, it's a numbers game. I'll make, you know, this many calls. And, and it's like, it's not always a numbers game. It's more of a target game. Right. Mm -hmm. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. So I would say it's, you know, it's, it's definitely the mechanics and so forth, but it's also, Definitely also, and I know you you preach this a lot, is this this the psychology behind it, right? The 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 motivators behind it. So um just to to touch upon that is like I I like like yourself, um, I have a book, a chapter in the book also called uh, double down on, on your strengths and delegate your rest. So it's kind of like whatever you're doing in your profession, your career, you're running your own company, it's kind of trying to own it, right? Yeah. Trying to own it, trying to master it. Um, I learned that the hard way several times over, 
Um, for instance, I, I learned that I'm, I'm very good at understanding and creating solutions for companies, uh, very quickly grasping the big picture and trying to identify areas of opportunity from a sales and marketing standpoint and then helping with system implementation. Maybe I'm the not the best numbers guy. So in my last project, well, we had we had just hit the the Inc. 5004th year in the grow. We had grown exponentially. We had contracts with Google and Microsoft. We were eight high end eight figure revenue. Uh, with 300 employees, that was beyond my my. As a CEO, you undergo different stages. Like everybody in life, you undergo different 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 phases. Like I'd gone from the startup company and motivating and doing a lot of sales, and then being a huge influencer to all of a sudden you're, you're sitting in the in the corner office, you're looking at spreadsheets and KPIs and talking about strategic objectives for next and, and reporting with board members. And that was just not me. So I I, I, I wanted to be that because I thought I had to be that, right? This, this assumption of what who we need to be, who we want to be, who the people expect us to be, especially nowadays with social media and this, you know, all these taboos that are put on us on what we need to be and all these shortcuts and everybody wants to be an influencer and God knows what, then the success is going to rain on you. It's more like figuring out like what makes you happy and and, and, right. and what can you thrive at, right? So right. my end, like for instance, my former board, they sent me to, to Harvard to study uh, finance for senior executives uh, at, in Boston. I was sitting there at campus looking at all these spreadsheets and financial models and acquisition uh, evaluation uh, algorithms I knew zero about and I was like scratching my head it's like what the heck am I doing why am I trying to uh, you know expand my knowledge in something that's obviously not something I'm passionate about not something I'm good at not something that I want to do I could do it I learned the basics I learned a lot from it but instead of just saying okay you know what if we want that kind of CEO if we want that if we want then we maybe we should hire Let, allow me to do what I do best and what has taken us to this place today. So uh, I think that's that's a core thing also in attaining your success. So I, 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 that's one of the reasons why I actually published this the Goals, Grid, and Greatness Planner along with this coaching methodology around is I've, I've had coaches the last 20 years myself, eight years in Tony Robbins and was platinum member in that program, but also all these other coaching methodologies that, that exist. And, you know, I, I've learned so much about what really makes me happy is always when I feel that I'm growing I'm, and I'm, I'm giving, basically. There's a purpose with everything I'm doing. You know, we're all driven by these emotional drivers. Some is about they have to be significant and be influential and, you know, get get uh, get the attention. Others just need certainty in their life and get a family and a secure environment. And so it all really what drives us. And for me, I, I, so that's why I spent a lot of time in my book creating like this this self-assessment and these different tools that are common to 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 coaches and 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 um and everybody who's worked with with, with leadership and, and transformational development etc it's like you you have to understand where you are what drives the organization and then try to push forward on that right you've distilled down your the coaching that you've undergone as well as your own growth <laughs> which is great and it starts with it it starts with values it starts with your personal values that yes. you then translate to your company um yes. that's always when I'm consulting or coaching or both, that's where I start. Values, vision, vitality. What are you bringing, right? Those are the three Vs. Nice. Cool. Like Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's the three things that that make up exponential success for me. Yeah. Here's what's interesting. You said double down on your strengths, um, you know, and, and the term zone of genius has been used. Like, mm -hmm. are you working in your own zone of genius? 
Mm-hmm. You know what you like. You know what you're good at. Can you get someone else to do, join you and do the things that you either don't like or aren't good at? Um, yes. Because they're for a long time. And I, I know that, that you live through the eighties <laughs> during the eighties, there was a big push of, you know, these are your strengths. These are your weaknesses. You've got to work really hard to bring mm-hmm. that area <laughs> of weakness up to be oh. a strength as well. And yes, and people were killing themselves trying to do that when instead it's like, these are your strengths live into that, gather people around you with other strengths. And now yes, you don't have to build up. You have people that can, you're building up along with you, which I, I yes. really love. The other thing, and I wanted to point this out. Um, if I just may interject, because you're sure. right there. What I, what I then put as a part of that chapter is also because sometimes I, I completely agree with your notion and, you know, this 80s, uh, notion of 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 you know improving all your your weaknesses and not focusing on your strengths that's definitely not the way to go at the same time when you want to bring in people that can complement you you know that's just like getting into a marriage you know Uh, it is do you have the same values do you have the same vision like you said your three v's i love that part so i have the same i put a a sample questionnaire that every time i invest in a company i bring in the partner I have my my values and vision question. There's about 50 questions that I would undergo to say, okay, what happens in all these scenarios? Who has the power here? Who does what? What if we get this offer? Uh, how do we treat an employee in this situation? To basically align so you want to avoid that, you know, uh, unhealthy divorce, so to speak, from a business standpoint. That could be... It's great. Gary, right? it's great. The the over and over again on on it seems like every podcast i've done for the last month uh the the term alignment has shown up and yeah. we haven't we haven't used that word yet and so i'm bringing it here because it's exactly what you're talking about here's the values here are my values you talk about your values are we aligned if we're mm-hmm. in alignment we can live together do business together grow together support each other if we're not in alignment we either need to talk about where we can agree to be out of alignment or we just don't need to be together. That's okay. We can be aligned with other people out there because it's, it's not a, a business entity that's in alignment with something. It's people mm-hmm. who make up the business entity. People have values, right? So, so it's like, what are you bringing to this business? So important. You, it's you so important. About. It's even more important than anything else because you can you only have so much energy and you can either spend it on solving that internal civil war on mm. those conflicts, or you can expend it on external marketing, right? External energy and acquiring customers, growing your customers, making them happy. So exactly. that's why I said that's why it's included. It's so it's it's the core ingredient. Without that, you're not going anywhere. I want to uh, I want to reference a book of mine for a real quick second. The significance mm-hmm. factor is about, you know, at some point you look at yourself and you go, look at what I've got. Isn't that success? And at some point mm-hmm. you move beyond that to the, the everybody holding up the mirrors around you and and going, yay, you, you know, and I get to go, yay, me. And and it's mm-hmm. like that's success, real significance right? The significance factor is moving from success, redefining success, 
as how many lives are you touching? How many, how, how much are you really yes. bettering the people in the world, the people around you? Are mm -hmm. you lifting as you lead all of that? And so you talk about uh, growing and giving, and, and that's part of who you are. That's part of what your businesses do. You know, even when you're in sales, that's growing and giving. You are helping people to get better. And I think that's a mindset that that is often missed as well. But I, I'm going to have to pick up that book, Dr. Back. P. That's for sure. <laughs> that caught my attention. <laughs> also look at uh, the uh, dynamic transitions because, you know, as yeah. you think about your Pretty psychology point. of where am I going next? Yes. It's a values journey. It's, well, this is what I valued. This is what I value now, but where am I heading? Right. Amen. So very um, powerful. Let's talk about you because I get to talk about me all the time. Let's talk about you, um, <laughs> your book, right? The zero to a hundred million, the, uh, the planner also, I didn't yeah. pick up the planner. It caught my eye. It's like, wow, that's, that's kind of cool. What is, what's in the planner? Because this, this book is, it's like, it, it is worth having. So I just, I'm holding it up. Um, the zero to a hundred million sales blueprint. Um, thanks. I don't always buy, I will tell you this. I don't always buy the books of the people that I have on the show. I knew you were coming. I saw this. I'm like, I, I kind of want to get this. This looks kind of good. Um, and it's, it's really great because you talked about everything from, um, from how to delegate to look at your data to, start small um and and get the low-hanging fruit outsource um and and delegate um using technology doing the right messaging it's all in here i love it and um there you go on that on that note can i uh, can i provide a, a, a special giveaway to the audience today now that we've been talking so much about the book yeah in the under the notion of giving. Uh, so I, uh, if you go to my website, garygarth.com. Uh, I, I just want to pause really, really quickly. Yeah. Gary pronounces his last name funny. So it's G-A-R-T-H. It sounds like it's G-O-T-H the way he says it. But oh, okay. Gary okay. pronounces his own last name wrong. So anyway, it's Gary Garth. That's uh so garygarth.com Gary, garygarth.com uh, or you can go to zero to 100 million.com and redirects to there you go to the book page uh, it costs 30 30 dollars for the for the paperback version it costs 30 dollars on, on on amazon but for the next week if you go in and then you go through the checkout process there's a coupon code if you apply the coupon code one sharp sword, sword all in one all small letters then the price will be discounted to $0 uh, with a $10 shipping and handling fee for all across uh, US. Uh, and I hope everybody will take advantage of that. Pick up a copy, give me feedback. Uh, I'm eager to get feedback. Uh, and hopefully, uh, let me put it this way. If you apply one, two of these lessons, uh, just navigate straight to what is relevant for you and you apply them, I guarantee it's going to help transform you from a, from a performance sales or revenue standpoint, whatever you're looking to improve. That's awesome. Thank you. So uh, GaryGarth.com, go to the book page, use coupon code one sharp sword. Thank you. That's uh, that is actually a surprise to me and a gift 
a gift to my audience. Thank you so much. Um, You're most welcome. I paid the full 30. So, hey. Oh, okay. I will. <laughs> how about I send you a copy of the planner then? As a, <laughs> expect that in your mail next week. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, it's worth it. Seriously, it's worth it. And the fact Thank that you. you're giving it away is amazing. So, um, that's great. So talk a little bit about the, about the planner. What's, yes. what's in it? Is it a, like for some people it's a, this is a weekly planner and this is how you, you must open every page and write your mindset down and that kind of stuff. Um, or is it, what are your business goals? Like, I don't know anything right. about okay. what's in your planner. So talk so about it. I've used probably every planner this in the market. Sometimes I've been handed one by coaches. Um, I, I'm a big believer. If you want something done, you need to write it down, right? And you need to create a plan and you need to execute on it appropriately. But I basically designed this plan. I was about to open those rehab, invest in those rehab centers back in 2020, because, uh, you know, whatever stage you are in life. And I learned this throughout my personal journey. Um, it's about constantly evolving yourself. And what I learned is like, I saw, I saw, I have this huge network of, of business leaders and, and sales professionals and all these very highly successful people. And the more I start digging into it, I saw that, you know, they typically, there's a burnout phase, right? It's very common. Like once you devote yourself and you go all in on something and you're sacrificing your family, your time or your health towards one big objective that's going to help you feel significant. You know, it, it's it's common statistic, as I mentioned, that 80% cease to exist of companies that launch and only a few make it above that million dollars. What surprised me was that nine out of 10 of those people that make it beyond that million dollars in annual recurring revenue that are quote unquote successful in the eyes of society, they either deal with mental health problems, yes. addictions, depression, and it's really, you know, it's mind blowing. So I struggle with that myself. And for me, it was a combination of different tools that I had to combine in order to get the results uh, and stay in balance. So when I created I wanna, the goals, I, I want to interject before you dive back please. in because there are okay. things that I want to I want to point out. First of all, this is a huge nugget and a huge kind of uh, psychological gift, which is whatever stage you're at in your life, it's about constantly evolving yourself. Just recognize you're not done. Everything that you've done to this point got you here. Mm -hmm. You get to choose what the next evolution looks like for yourself. That is huge. And it's so often that we just get into, you know, oh, it's another yes. day. Got to get going. Uh, work for the weekend. If we can get just get to Friday, then woohoo. And it's yeah. like, that's not a way to live. Like yeah. every day could be woohoo. Why not? Um yes. And then burnout and sacrifice. Too often we we go off to slay the dragons. We're going off <laughs> on our big quest, and I'm doing this for my family. If only they could be, you know, uh, grateful that I am uh, that I am devoting so much time when all they want is, can you just be here? Can you not yeah. go off? Yeah. And, and yeah. the third thing I want to bring up is pre-pandemic depression hit maybe one in four and yeah. during, during the that's 25 percent of the population where depression hit people that's a lot of people during the pandemic that number doubled which means it was it was actually one in two it was 50%. okay oh, wow so if okay. it wasn't you 
it was somebody next to you, right? Yeah. It was like, it was right. right? So, and, and it wasn't necessarily clinical depression as in you're not getting out of bed. You're not getting out of your bathroom. Mm-hmm. You're not like you were getting through the day, but it was just like things weren't right. And now right. we're coming out of that. We're seeing the sunshine. We're seeing the, yeah. the ability to reconnect with other people. Um, and there is health out there. And there's also luckily a movement to get people to reconnect and to get help. Because if you're not feeling it, you got to get help. Right. Yes. Do it. Yes. So, yes. All right. With that, I just wanted to pause. And, no, and, no, but thank you. Anyway, so. Thank you for expanding on that. Yeah. Uh, that's very well put. And that's why I decided it because I, I just learned that I was on, like, as I mentioned earlier, I went on that spiritual crash, right? And I was in Peru for a month doing ayahuasca. Okay. I was in Africa doing Iboga and Jamaica doing psilocybin. Everything I was looking at for all, I was basically looking like, where can I get the red pill, right? I've been taking right. the blue pill. Where can I find that famous red pill? And I found, you know what? It's staring me right in the face. Yes. Um, and that's why the decide the plan, instead of having, you know, constantly be in, in, in a mindset of lack, like pursuing a next goal, next achievement, next accomplishment, next purchase. I said like, okay, let's try to merge all these different planners and systems and methodologies that I've been coached and trained in myself into one, you know, a six month planner that will f- talk about your goals and, and your why and self-assessment and on all those things, but stop the day, but by practicing gratitude. Like for instance, so before I drive into my busy days, like I write three things that I'm grateful for. Like I'm grateful today. I wrote down, I'm, I'm grateful. My daughter is living here with me in Medellin, Colombia. Last year, I was not privileged to have her here next to me and I was not happy. Now she's here. Let me just take a, a minute to appreciate that this amazing lifestyle or these opportunities I'm facing. So instead of looking at the, holy shit, I got a full pack calendar. I got to do so how blessed I am to, to have this opportunity. Right. So that, shift your mindset immediately and then next question is what's going to make today great so and i unpack that a little bit by saying it's not about if i just close that deal or land this or do well at xyz it's like how will i go to bed with a smile on my face right Um, and that's the real question to ask and then from there on then i start talking about my top priority task you know in terms of align that with your annual goals and your quarterly targets and smart setting goal methodology and and all those things so it's kind of pack everything together so it's about living a life in balance but while you're trying to constantly evolve and push yourself towards uh towards striving towards the goals that that resonate with your why so that's all in it there's also a strong emphasis on habit building because i'm a big advocate of that i think it's the small little things that we do daily that shape us essentially so what's your morning routine what's your evening routine how can you keep check of it and there's a lot of emphasis on on education so i basically put this together again when i was about to invest in those two rehab centers but now i give it to all the employees in my companies we use it for one-on-one side like how are we since last week how did it go with last top three priorities Uh, what's your top priorities for this week how does that align with your OKRs, your quarterly target, right? Uh, and then let me ask you, how does that align with your personal goals? Because I want to make sure that everything is aligning with your own life vision. And the impact of that, just tying up their personal goals with your company goals and put that into one, I mean, it's just hard to quantify because people just get into a mindset of, let's do this. We're on the same mission, right? That's magical. That is uh, that is something I've been preaching and teaching for 
uh, for anybody who who would listen, it is not an easy concept. Um, or maybe it's an easy concept, but it's not an easy practice. And that's that is great. That is really great. Let me ask you this, because, um, you know, what I thought was going to be, oh, we're going to just talk for a little bit, <laughs> has turned into a really fast uh, hour almost. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So so here we are um, coming to the close of, of our program. The question I have for you is, is this, if I, if there was something that you wanted to say that I haven't asked you about, like, what would be, is there anything, first of all, and and if so, then what is it that you really want the audience to hear? Do we cover what you wanted to cover? Yes, uh, I, th- I think we covered everything. But if there's one thing I would like to leave your audience with is, um, you know, it's now it's 2023 and uh, there's a lot of uncertainty and there's inflation and everybody's running around scared and chat GPT and AI, is it going to take our jobs or not? And Silicon Valley Bank just shut down. I think now is the best time ever to double down on your strengths and and, and launch a business or, uh, or invest in yourself, right? Take things to the next level, right? Uh, because when there is uncertainty, there's hesitation and that leaves for opportunity for the ones who are willing to take that risk and not necessarily because you have to fail, but make a, a calculated decision, invest the time in doing the proper research, figuring out why you want to, heck, you want to do that. Is it really important? But if it's important for you and it's something you want to pursue, then go all in. Then now is the time to do it. That would be my my encouragement to leave everybody. And whether that's however you find that knowledge or that support or that that framework to get you to execute, just, just take action. Now is definitely the, the time to do it. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Where, I guess people can find you at garygarth.com. Yes. Okay. Very good. That will be in the show notes. Um, All right. I highly recommend uh, from zero to a hundred million sales blueprint. (laughs) Um, I'm going to check out the planner. And uh, Gary Garth, it has been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. Dr. P, it was my pleasure. It was really fun. And uh, anytime you want me back, I would love to have an, a follow-up conversation. I feel we could go be we could be going on for two, three hours easily. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I would look forward to that personally. So I may find myself in Colombia. Who knows? Um, and when you're back stateside, you know, look me up. So great. Will do. Very good. Gary Garth has been my guest today. This is One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Exponential Success Coach. We will see you here next week. Thank you for listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell the Breakthrough Success Coach and your Powerful Presence Mentor.